What is up, everybody? This is Alex. And this is James. And you're listening to the American Toffee Podcast. Serving up the latest Everton news and stateside views. Let's kick things off. Today for our post-match episode, we have something a little bit different. We had Tom Clark from the Toffee Blues join us for the first part because Alex was on the road. And then in the second part, Alex was able to join me and we dissect the match a little bit more. So you've got two parts, both equally good and hope you enjoy. We now welcome on Tom Clark of the Toffee Blues podcast. Tom, a difficult result. What's your one word summary of that match? One word is frustrating. Definitely frustrating. It was a terrible end to the game because we played so well as well. It was a good performance. It was a positive performance and we carried our momentum from previous matches into this one. And We played so well and it came to nothing in the end. We, we missed our chances. We had a few very good chances and we weren't able to take them. We kind of fluffed our, fluffed our lines a few times and it came to pay in the end uh, when it really mattered in the final moments, which is the, one of the most ridiculous ends to any football match I've ever seen in my whole life, to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be seeing that one played back, unfortunately, for years to come. It was just really just a freak goal. And like you said, we really played well throughout the whole match. I thought at times we looked a little bit vulnerable on the break. There were times when Salah and Mane threatened to get in behind us, but I thought Michael Keane, I thought the whole back line really played excellently, which is what we've come to expect. And like you said, a continuation of the positive things we've been seeing this season. And I think had you asked at the beginning of the season, looking at this fixture, it's hard not to feel very encouraged with the performance, if not the result. Definitely. It was an encouraging performance. Um, the horrible result in the end, but definitely the performance was positive. As you say, the defending was quite good as well because we knew that Liverpool's attack would be quite threatening, um, especially the pace of their attack. We did manage to get past our back line a couple of times and that led to some navy moments, but um, the performance, the, the defensive performances were quite positive. I thought Yeri Mina played, again, very well. Uh, I was impressed with him and Michael Keane alongside him also played uh, really well and um, Seamus Coleman played better than he has in recent weeks as well uh, he used his body to shield the ball quite a, quite a few times from uh, Liverpool attacks kind of stop, stop Liverpool when they were, when they were threatening us and um, used our physicality as I said Mina did that a few times and uh, I, I thought it was definitely a positive performance but a standout for me was probably Andre Gomez as well he carried this fine form into this one and it was definitely a Something to the, something to carry into the next match. I don't think we'll next match with our heads down. I think hopefully we will carry that momentum forward. Yeah, I think it's important not to let this fluke goal and this fluke result to, you know, stifle the momentum that we've been generating throughout the season. I agree. Andre Gomez <clears throat> was superb today. Really, probably looked the best midfielder on the pitch. Bernard looked very good, better than he has in recent weeks. I don't know what it is with Bernard, but he can't seem to. You know, whatever it is, whether it's his stud length or something, but he's slipping all over the place and is consistent. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Quite a few of them slipped today on, on a couple of occasions. But uh, one thing I think he's good at, Bernard, is winning fouls. I think it's because of his small stature. He seems to draw a lot of fouls. And um, the referee seems to go with it as well. He, like, he can't go up against uh, big defenders in, in 50-50s or uh, shoulders to shoulders. But he can draw fouls in, um, in dangerous positions sometimes. But... Uh, he does go to ground quite a bit, but no, he played play well today. I think um, I read something in the week as well about him being the second most creative midfielder per 90 minutes in the Premier League this season. 
which is very impressive. I didn't realise that's that because I didn't think he'd started that well, but uh, he obviously started very well, but I didn't realise to that extent. But um, I've been impressed with him, but uh, he does need to stay on his feet a little bit more, as you say. Going off of sort of you talking about the referee letting it go, what were your thoughts on the referee's performance? Because I thought it was actually very good. It wasn't quite as combative and players weren't really you know, going in for, there weren't any ridiculous challenges or anything, but I thought he kept control of the game quite well and really gave cards when they were needed, but it was a lot less um, intense maybe at times than I've seen previously. I wonder if that has anything to do with, you know, not that many scousers on the field, a lot of players who haven't played in this fixture before. So even though the teams have a lot of history, the players that we're playing don't necessarily have that type of history. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, definitely. It was more of a, a normal uh, top quality football match rather than a derby match in a lot of ways because there were a, a couple of little scuffles, but nothing major like there has been in recent years. Like we've we've kind of got used to uh, with the likes of in the in the past. You've got obviously really passionate players, not just not just the scousers, but also people who really buy into Everton, like Tim Cahill and Lee um, Carsley and the likes of those players who really bought into Everton who show the passion on the pitch in the tackle as well. But uh, it wasn't reckless today. It was uh, it was definitely a step up in um I think towards more more professional, I think, rather than um rather than a kind of a, a Sunday league kickabout with, with everyone throwing each other into the challenge. But no, it was a yeah. it was a good a good quality football game and that was that was good that was good to see, I think. And uh, as you say the referee he had a very good game because it was he was a rel- relatively inexperienced referee as well. There's only twenty uh, sixth Premier League game or something like that and he's a relatively inexperienced referee but he did he did very well in this game in a tough game obviously a Merseyside derby is a tough one to to referee but he, uh, he came in he did really well to be fair to him we have moaned a lot about referees this season and uh, over the over the last few years really calling for VAR to come in but this, this referee stood out for me and he did, very, he did very well. I think when we look back on this neither team really did enough in the end Andre Gomez had a clear-cut chance and to be fair, it's a, a very good save by Allison. But I thought that the front three, the link up offensively, once we get to the final third, that crispness of the passing and moving the ball around seems to go by the wayside a little bit. It's it's harder for players to have that chemistry, and I'm not sure what it is. I thought Theo Walcott got himself in some really good positions today, but again, his finishing let him down in the end. Um, we'll look back on this saying, hey, we should have won it. And I, I, for one, am very much looking forward to when Liverpool come to Goodison next year. Definitely, me too. I think uh, we'll get, we'll give them a good game, um, possibly even better than we did today. And uh, we, we obviously gave them a very good game today. But uh, as, as as we've seen this season, uh, Goodison's a fortress and hopefully we'll be able to really bring it to them when they, when they do come to, the, to Everton next year and uh, be able to show them how it's done and really get a result out of that one. Um, I think it'll be... It'll be much easier than it was today. It is difficult playing at Anfield, but um, I think we did well, and we'll hopefully do even better next time round because that was a uh, that was really frustrating, and we feel we should have got something out of it, and we didn't. Definitely, really frustrating. But I think uh, back at Goodison, we'll be able to get our revenge. Really, we really mean. I think especially Jordan Pickford will have a point to prove as well as some of the other players. Yeah, I really like that Pickford sort of owned his mistake after the match. It really looking back at the replay, one that he should have tipped over the bar for sure. And it, it ended up costing us, but he did make some really tremendous saves and, and looked really alert and quick to come off his back line if with the you know the pace over the top that Liverpool can just be on you in a moment's notice. He really did well for you know 95 minutes until that very last mistake. 
I want to talk a little bit now about Adam Ola Lookman, who came on at the 60 minute mark, which I personally would have been very much okay with him starting, although I can understand why Silva would want to keep the team consistent to what we've seen so far. But immediately upon coming on, he was a spark. You can just see what he offers that Walcott does not offer with his trickiness, his unpredictability, and those qualities that he has. So what are your thoughts on Adam Lookman? Completely agree with you. I think um, I tweeted something out at half-time to say this game is screaming out for Adam Lookman. I think uh, Theo Walcott didn't take his chances on a couple of occasions, as he has done in the last few games as well. He's, he's fluffed his lines a couple of times in the last few games, at least. And there have been calls even before the match to bring uh, Luckman in ahead of Wilcott. But obviously Marco Silva doesn't want to change things too much while the while the team are getting used to playing with each other. He was he was more positive, Luckman, when he came on uh, than Walcott was during his time on the pitch. And I do think it's time to make that change in the in the starting lineup because he's definitely a, a better player at the moment and he's really finding um, finding himself in the Premier League and um he obviously had quite a distracted summer, but since he's been getting his head down, he's really impressed us and took every single chance he's been given. And that was that was the case again today. So I do think his, uh, his time will come very soon, hopefully. There were concerns about, we know what he offers going forward, but Walcott, for his time on the pitch, although it didn't come together for him offensively, I did think his work tracking back was excellent. And I think that that was a concern where if you saw, take out Walcott, does Lookman do the same things defensively that Walcott does? But I thought, he got himself in some really good defensive positions and actually made a really nice defensive play. I think that those concerns can kind of start to be put to bed. And I, I think it is high time that we see Adam Lookman get a full 90. A player who didn't make an appearance today, who I thought a little curious, we saw Calvert-Lewin come on uh, for Bernard later on and did not see any sign of Cenk Tosin. Does that surprise you at all? Do you think that it's, it's pretty clear at this point that Calvert-Lewin has moved ahead of him in the pecking order? Yeah, it was surprising to be honest because it was quite close between them in the pecking order in recent weeks because they've both been off the bench and obviously Tosin started the season as the as the starting striker and um, obviously he had a, a difficult run of form with his confidence and uh, he was taken out of the side. But um, in that game in particular, I think that's probably the tactical structure of the game is probably why Marco Silva opted for Calvert-Lewin over Tosin rather than the pecking order. I do think it was... Um, it was a game where it was quite end-to-end and it was a game where if we were going to have a chance, it would possibly on the, be on the counter-attack and be really a burst of pace going forward, as, as we saw quite a lot in that game. And I do think that that game was more suited to Calvert-Lewin, so I, th- I think that's why Marco Silva made that decision to bring him on over Cheng Tosin in the end. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I did think that Richarlison, he doesn't get as much of the ball and when he's playing up top, takes away some of his strengths. I thought he looked a threat getting in behind the Liverpool defense. And there were a few times when he used his pace, he used his trickery. And actually, I thought his hold-up play today was better than we've seen previously as well. Definitely. He's, he's quite good at holding his own up against um, big defenders. He's not got the stature of, of the other strikers in the Premier League, like Romelu Lukaku. He's not as built as, as Lukaku. He's not built like a centre-forward. He's built like a winger. But he really can hold his own against these big centre-forwards. And He's used to getting tackled. He, he can really take a kick and and, um, and carry on through that. And um, I do think he's a he's a frustrating player to come up against for the opposition because he, he wriggles around and he's a he's a difficult player. But uh, I, I, do, I do think he's adapting to that centre role um, every game. So, um, it's a difficult transition, but I think he's adapting very well to that role. Although we maybe lacked a cutting edge at times during the game and in recent games also, he's definitely uh, getting used to that role. I think he can in the future maybe become uh, the the complete striker and. Um, 
improve all, all aspects of his game as he, as he grows older. I agree. And I think that his versatility and able to play multiple positions can only benefit us down the line as we've seen Silva want to stick to the same team consistently. But I think as players, as we go into this pretty rapid run of fixtures, it's going to be important to be able to move players around in case we have injuries, which so far this season, we've been very fortunate not to have anything major happen. But as these games start to come twice a week, the squad rotation is going to become more readily apparent than what we've seen so far. And so it's really going to be a test of our depth and the conditioning work that the team's put in on the training grounds. There's a lot to be encouraged by in this performance without question. I mean, no one ever wants a loss. And this week leading up to the match was kind of, you know, would you rather take a 1-0 loss having played very well and seen the continuation of the progress we made this season? Or would you have taken a 1-1 draw having sat back 20% possession like we saw last season under Allardyce? And I think the result being so abrupt at the end really puts a unfortunate blemish on the overall performance. But for 94 minutes, we looked like we could win that game. And especially in the second half, I thought that they looked pretty devoid of ideas. And as our we looked to get on them on their center backs more and they they really struggled to get forward. But again, there was always that threat that in an instant, one play, one mistake, and that could be the game. And that turned out to be the case. Well, it was very unfortunate the results in the end, but <clears throat> I do think, um, yeah, we, we, we played well and we held, we held our own against them because they are a difficult side to play against. Um, as you say, just one base from those wingers and they threw on goal. And uh, that did happen a couple of, on a couple of occasions. But, uh, to just about deal with that with uh, some last challenges from uh, from our defenders, but it was really positive and um, it's surprising we we've never held our own against Liverpool like that in recent years. I was I was impressed that we uh, we did at Anfield in particularly. We really showed that we can compete with the top six and we uh, we can make a good game against any of the top six and that really came through today and that was a massive positive to take into the future knowing that we are um, competitive with the with the with the supposed the uh, big six of the Premier League and we can get ourselves in there and I think we. we progressively we're showing size that we can do that we're definitely due for a positive result against one of these sides we've played well there's yet to be a single performance where i felt that there was a clear you know drop or a step backwards it seems to be that we're continuing on a forward trajectory and i think at the beginning of the season that's all that anyone really wanted from this campaign as a whole and i think most fans will be happy with where we're at now this season, still in sixth place, which if you had told me at the beginning of the season, we'd be in sixth place now. Take it 10 times out of 10. Without a doubt. If we can continue and we can continue to push those teams, United look like they're in shambles right now, falling apart at the seams. There's a real opportunity here. And I think that Silva will be on the team and, and encouraging them. And they have that belief now as a unit that they can go to these grounds and beat these teams that you need to beat if you want to be up amongst the best. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something uh, that stood out last season under Sam Allardyce uh, when we were we were going to top six sides and we were really setting up completely differently than we was against other sides and we were really kind of playing for glory. But Silva's come in and he's completely changed that. He's uh, he's really stood up against these big sides and said, we, we, we can be one of you kind of thing. We, we, we can compete. We're every bit as good as you on our, on our day. That's definitely one of the, one of the key changes that's happened in this club over this, over this year. And uh, it's definitely a step, a step towards the future and um, a step towards Everton in terms of bring, bringing us up the league table as well. And I do think we can hold off Manchester United because they are in slight disarray at the moment, to be honest, under, under Josie Mourinho, he seems to have lost some of the dressing room, which is a, uh, the signs of, 
something bad happening at the club, definitely. And um, they're definitely in an unstable position at the moment. And I think we can take advantage of that. And if, if Marco Silva were to finish in the top six in his first season, that was a, I'm sure Everton, any Everton fan would have snapped your hands off at that at the start of this season. And um, it, it was always going to be a building season, kind of a, a first season of letting Marco Silva get his feet under the table and get used to this new squad. But he's really done quickly and um, really made the new signings make an impact. And um, yeah, I think it's it's fantastic what he's done in a very short space of time. A difficult result, but uh, I'm sure uh, we'll be able to get the point, the three points in uh, back at Goodison next year. Welcome to part two of the American Toffee podcast, Merseyside Derby post-match. Alex rejoins the show after returning from Virginia. Alex. It was fantastic. I actually went to North Carolina. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. We, My girlfriend and I went and, and stayed with some of our friends, like a newly married couple. Had a fun weekend. I, I actually planned to drive back to Virginia to watch the match, but I didn't want to get up that early. So we stayed there to watch it. And we're going to dive you know, deeper into how I felt about that, you know, how I got quickly judged by that couple, you know, being the game of the year or the match of the year and, you know, the emotions that that take place. And then I got invited to Premier League Fan Zone, which is going to air tomorrow on December 3rd at 2 p.m. my time. And so I needed to stay in North Carolina further, which leads me to getting back much later. I didn't. I was really disappointed not getting on the show or getting on, you know, recording with you and Tom. But I am glad it went well. Yeah, it went really well. Those listening to this have already listened to the first part, most likely. Um, so just to kind of get into the match talk, Alex, let's do your one-word match reaction. So I'm going to lead with saying sometimes it's nice to record a little later after the match because I can kind of pull emotions out of out of the mix. And so my one word match reaction is going to be prideful. I like that. I like that choice. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Maybe James, you want to pull my teeth? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'll get my pliers. (laughs) All right. So I say prideful because we all know it was a one nil defeat, but here's what I say. What I'll say, and I might, I might be crucified for this, but I think that the fan base as a whole is really optimistic. And I don't think the loss actually matters in relation to the match itself. Now we can say that about a lot of matches, you know, drawing away at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge like that, you know, that kind of feels like a win. But what I'm saying is the way that we performed, looking at the quality of the squad, looking at Gomez, looking at the two center backs, um, Richarlison, Bernard had a fantastic game. And so looking at all those things, understanding that it was just one tiny error that led to a goal and it was just borderline freak the way that Van Dyke mishits the ball and, you know, bounces off the crossbar and just all of it was just kind of out there. So I feel very proud of the team. I don't care that Jordan Pickford made the mistake because the difference between zero and one point in the table at this point in the season is not a huge deal. Furthermore, we have the barcodes coming up in three days and I feel really confident for that smash. So. <laughs> the barcodes. I like that. It's a good point. And like you said, it's it's good to feel proud because... This game was almost written in the stars. It has been for almost 20 years now. And so anything other than that would have been a giant relief. It didn't end up being the final result, but with the way that we played for 94 minutes, it's the result that was well-deserved. 
So we were a little hard done by the final score, but overall, like you said, very proud of how the team showed improvement and really took the game to Liverpool and looked, if not completely equal, certainly on a more level playing field than anything we've seen in some time. Yeah. And you know what? Jurgen Klopp said it before the match. He talked about the quality of the squad, which, you know, fair play to him. He, he named a bunch of players in specific. He, he named Yerry Mina, Richarlison, Lucas Dean, you know, Coleman. He talked about Coleman being fit, Gomez. And he just talked about how good Marco Silva's been, how good the team looks and how balanced it is. After the post-match or in his post-match press conference, he said that the first thing he said to Marco Silva was he was sorry because, you know, it's a crappy thing for it to happen. He said that we played well, the quality of the squad was good. And that, you know, that's just, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to kind of a freak accident. And we have a lot that we can take away from the match. So we saw kind of some tactical shifts throughout the game. And we talked about this midweek. We talked about, okay, maybe will Marco Silva switch his tactics? You know, some people on Twitter were calling for a five back line. Some people thought that we might really sit in. What did you think about that? Yeah, I think we really picked our spots throughout this game in terms of what we wanted to do off the ball. When Liverpool, there are times in the first half when we were willing to concede possession to Liverpool and sit back behind uh, midfield and sort of wait for them to come on to us and force them to play through our organized side. But then there were other times when we looked to press. And I think that the change of pace that we threw at them kind of had them off rhythm for quite for most of the game. They did have a lot of good chances that they did not convert to be fair to them. We also had some very good chances. Theo Walcott had a great chance. Richarlison had a chance early. Gomez, of course, had the header that should have been a goal. It was really back and forth. And at times it was really open, but then at times we would close that off and really prevent their wingers from getting in behind and doing what they do best, is which is playing on the break. And at times I look really frustrated with their inability to break down our defense, trying to pass the ball, recycle possession, move the ball side to side, and it just really wasn't coming off for them. And so I thought that Marco Silva really came with a solid game plan. And again, one that really deserved the point. And you know what? Something that I really liked about it was that, as you kind of said, he showed his tactical flexibility, but he didn't change at the bare bones of his, his general tactics. He changed nothing, right? He pressed, everyone pressed as a team. The defense was very organized. You saw the wingers dropping back just like they always do. It was just a difference of how high up the pitch are you pressing and are, are you taking your chances? And then watching Richarlison and Sigurdsson kind of trying to place themselves out of possession for when the ball turned over was also really nice to see because they're really intelligent players. And it's said, I don't know if you've heard this saying, James, but you win a soccer match. Oh, why are you laughing? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. You have no idea what I'm what I'm going to hit you with, do you? No, I'm very much looking forward to this. Go ahead. All right. So here's what it is. It is said that you the way you win a soccer match is what you do without the ball, not with the ball. And what that means is, are you getting yourself on offense? Are you getting yourself in a position to receive the ball? Are you dragging a defender with you, right? On defense, that means, are you organized? Are you looking over your shoulder? Are you paying attention to where your teammates are? In midfield, kind of the same concept, kind of a, a halfway point between the two styles. And we saw that today, like in plain view. For sure. And that's a good point. What our team does off the ball now, they have a clear idea of what they need to be doing at all times. It's very organized. It's methodical. It's, I don't want to say calculated because I think we do have a lot of creativity, but there's a clear backbone to the team 
and the team mentality and the team attitude when they go out and play and they play much more free and the word as we know has been officially banned so I might bleep it out when I go back and edit this but (laughs) it's a team that looks to play without fear and we haven't looked scared in a single game this season we've looked very much up to the task of beating one of these big teams as much as the derby was intense and everything at the end of the day it's just another game for us to be able to prove ourselves against a top level side in the Premier League and I think eventually things are going to click this is still so early on in the project and what we've seen thus far can only mean great much greater things to come in the future absolutely agree with you and I'm really excited too we probably should talk about the last bit the Pickford error that will live in Merseyside Derby history for some time, maybe on some of those YouTube fail compilations that you told everyone to look up last episode. (laughs) Well, I hope they did. It's called scorpioning. (laughs) It's really just one of those goals that takes your breath away in the worst possible way because you're just, how? It's like Van Dyke hits it and it goes up and you're thinking, okay, here we go. No big deal. Pickford's got this in the air. And then you can see, oh, it's going to be a little bit awkward. And then he makes... The bizarre choice to tip it straight up into the air when it's above the crossbar. And even then you're still thinking, okay, well, it's going to come back down and he'll be able to catch it. (laughs) But no, yet another turn to the tail. It hits the crossbar. We all saw the replay and it falls down for none other than Divock Origi, who has not played a single minute for Liverpool so far this season. And he's there for the tap in. The cop end goes absolutely insane. And Every Everton player is left looking at their hands thinking, what on earth just happened? Yeah, it was it was heartbreaking. I mean, you're you're sitting there and, and you see Van Dyke just miss hit the ball completely. He just turns around because everyone assumed that was like the last, you know, the la- the last kick of the game, essentially. I was kind of relaxed. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, you see Pickford make the mistake and blah, 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 and just random events occur, and then Divakarigi scores. My initial reaction was I thought the ball was out and Jordan Pickford kind of tapped it back in, which, as you know, it doesn't matter if he touches it or not, if the ball is out. But from other angles, it looked like it probably wasn't out. At the end of the day, that's why I'm saying it doesn't matter that we lost because one point difference in the table in the long run doesn't matter. I'm not going to say that any other matches this this year because, you know, those um, th- there's accumulation or an, an accumulation of points that obviously if I say this uh, week in, week out, then we've now missed 30 points. <laughs> but <laughs> right. point is, it doesn't matter. It was one tiny mistake from the best keeper we've had in a long time that's saved us on numerous occasions. Turned into, you know, kind of just a random event bouncing on the crossbar. And so it just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it sucks, but it it just, it, it doesn't matter in the long run. We played a fantastic match. We should be extremely confident going into Wednesday and hopefully we can grab all three points there and continue to cement ourselves because we are in sixth place still Manchester United drew. And so we we have time and we have space to be able to continue to do that. Yeah. All very well said. I think that the most discouraging thing about it was like the first half I'm watching the game and I'm, I'm nervous as hell. I'm thinking Liverpool could break over the top and score at any moment. And they were having just the right amount of chances where it still felt very much on edge. And we were kind of struggling down at the other end to create things. We had a few breakthroughs, but they were keeping most of the ball. But then in the second half, I think we really neutralized almost everything that they were trying to do. And I started to lean back, probably got a little bit too relaxed, but 
every chance that they took was going wide. They didn't really have any kind of great lengths that they pressured us and really had us on the back foot. Towards the end of the game, I thought that we looked the more likely team to score. We were able to possess the ball in their final third and kind of look to break them down. We just never really were able to make anything clear materialize. But then it's like out of nowhere, all of a sudden I'm just sitting about as low in my chair as I possibly can watching just this Jurgen Klopp. Again, he made some really lovely comments about the team to the media, which I'm still not sure were entirely authentic. And then the goal scored and he runs out into the middle of the field like a complete jerk celebrating with his players. And it just goes to show how much that game was really for the taking because the way that they celebrated, they knew that they were destined for a point at best until an absolute fluke. And if anything, that shows how far we've come as a team compared to getting a lucky, though deserved penalty laid on and scoring to equalize as our only shot on target. Agreed. Well said. And you know what? With this squad we have, we can walk out on the pitch now and it doesn't matter who we're facing. We have the ability and just the names on the back of these shirts to command respect. And that's the best part. So I'm really excited to see us continue. I'm excited to see a lot of these squad players, specifically Lookman, you know, Tom Davies, Calvert-Lewin, Jenk Tosin hopefully can find some form to come in over the, the festive period. And hopefully we can continue to pick up points. That's okay. I feel great about it and I'm really excited. Thanks so much for tuning into the American Toffee Podcast. It is available on all major platforms. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. And follow us on Twitter as well at USA Toffee Pod. Until next time, come on, you blues. <laughs>